The words of the late 90s rap soldier juvenile seem to apply to you listening to this podcast about VSAS. So here it goes. Call me Big Daddy when you back that VSAS a ho. Who you... Welcome to Security Today, brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions. Sprinter has a passion for technology, and with a calling card of the cleanest work environments in the low-voltage industry, Sprinter IT is a robust leader in the technology sector. They lead the industry in managed services, datacom, and security, so check them out at SprinterIT.com and at SprinterDatacom on Instagram. I'm your host, the most big daddy uncle in security, Uncle Bear. That's right, Uncle B-A-E-R underscore on Instagram and Twitter and at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. So give me a like, give me a follow. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Glad to have you back for another week in security news and highlights. If you don't know, this industry is on fire all right now. It is all the way up, turnt, and it's going up in a number of ways, including security threats from a communal to local to global uh, issue, and that isn't stopping either. It has been announced last week that two tons of natural uranium went missing from Libya, So that happened. And the missing uranium could not be immediately used to create a bomb, fuel, or energy production because it would need to be enriched first, a process that generally requires the metal being converted into a gas and put through centrifuges. So I guess that's okay. But, and maybe I heard they find it, but I haven't really checked into it. So I guess not really on my radar. But, anyways. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. DMP drops a new touchscreen for their intrusion lines, and it is absolutely, amazingly basic. TikTok is getting banned in the UK, and Bear approves, of course. And let me talk to you about why VSAS is something that you should consider. But first, let's get into the shout-out. That's right, every single week on this podcast, we give a shout-out to somebody on uh, Instagram who is on the platform just doing some sort of facet that Security Today is trying to push. Whether that's being a better tech, that's putting in really clean installs, that's being really good at managing services or managing installations, and really out there killing it with good photos and good information and good education and all the all the all the right so this week it's at camera underscore kyle check it out you need to be following kyle on the instagram platform he is a go-getter that's right he is one of those motivated technicians and motivated people and that's the reason we want to shout him out because i'm trying out here on this podcast to really get people to be motivated to do good things and take the security industry to the next level so he's lived a dope life He's been like a professional snowboarder, I think, and he's trained high-end tactical dogs, and now he's putting in low volt like a boss. He brings the oomph that I so often try to push, and he is building the future one brick at a time. So DM, DM him a little camera emoji, maybe a little dog emoji, just to let him know that you heard him here, and I better see you following him next week. Let's get into the chit chat. British authorities said Thursday that they are banning the Chinese owned video sharing app TikTok from government mobile phones on security grounds, following similar moves by the US and the European Union. Oliver Dowden, the minister of the Cabinet of Office, told Parliament that the ban applies immediately to work phones and other devices used by government and civil servants. He said, given the particular risk around governmental devices, which may contain sensitive information, it is both prudent and proportionate to restrict the use of certain apps, particularly when it comes to the apps where a large amount of data can be stored and accessed, Dowden told British lawmakers. Listen, 
Bear is not big on China, okay? Obviously, because of hike and things like TikTok, they are an actual threat in our day and age, not just to North America, but to the world. And they, li- they, they are a real threat. I don't know how else to say it, but they want to have global dominance. They steal our technology. They want to infiltrate our military and government and schools, and they want to make us weak. The data TikTok collects from users contains sensitive information and is often taken without the user's explicit knowledge. Okay, let me just give you a little bit of a Professor Bear on TikTok. All right, this data that that app is taking every single day that it's on your phone includes device brand and model, operating system version, mobile carrier, browsing history, app and file names and types, keystroke patterns or rhythms, wireless connections, and geolocation. Do you understand? I'm not talking about in the app, okay? They look at your browsing history on the app and off the app. They look at your app and file names and types on the app, off the app. Keystroke patterns, when you're typing those messages to your friends, to your mom, they see that, okay? TikTok's privacy policy describes the collection and analysis of user personally identifiable information, PII, as well as user data um, collected from other sources. So the data can include age, image, personal contacts, relationship status, preferences, and other data collected through a single sign-on SSO feature that allows the users to sign into TikTok from other platforms. Furthermore, so if you link it to your Facebook, FYI, furthermore, the app collects, quote, the content of messages and information about when messages are sent, received, or read. So in aggregate, TikTok's data collection is way more intrusive than other apps. And look, They already have a social score program in their own country where Big Brother slaps you on the wrist or ruins your life for not complying with what Big Brother wants. With TikTok, they are doing that with North America. They want, see, here's the thing. That way, when they take over, okay, they can convince the one world government to, you know, be a thing, and then they can implement their already social score program that they've already been running in our country for decades at that point, and boom, we're under their control, because they already have all the data. And as a security technician, being on that platform is a conflict of interest. Followers are not, dude. Plus, their followers aren't real. They just give you followers to make you think it, but who's going to count 15,000 followers, right? Don't come talking to me about your shit on TikTok because being on that platform is going against you wanting to be the better tech there. I said it. I said it. Look, I don't Bible bash from the corner store, all right? I'm not out there getting on everybody, you know, comments and sliding into their DMs. But if you're going to come to my Instagram, this podcast or anything that I'm involved with, you got to know that TikTok is a no go. Okay. They are a threat. So delete TikTok now and we'll move on. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. There's your uncle, right? Hey, let's get to our product highlight. DMP's touchscreen keypad is designed for residential and commercial applications. Compatible with all DMP's XR and XT series panels, the new keypad is fully loaded with high-functioning features, so users can view live and recorded video from connected cameras while integrating with the V4061 video doorbell that allows them to speak and see visitors from their now new touchscreen keypad, Um, and an onboard camera 
camera that captures snapshots of who's arming and disarming the system. The users can easily arm areas all on one screen. Firmware updates are pushed to the keypad remotely via DMP's administrative portal, and you can control your Z-Wave devices with the tap of a button. Tap the lights on and off, set the dimmer to your preference, etc., etc. It's visually good-looking, software-wise. Uh, you, you can see whether the unit comes in white and black. And it's a good middle of the line, I don't know, run of the mill touchscreen keypad. I mean, it's only five inches. Look, it looks better in black because what doesn't? Nothing super to report, but I know that some of our alarm guys that listen here are in the DMP space, so I just wanted to let them know that they should move to Elk HX. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but not okay. On to the meat. Listen, video surveillance is a service also known as its street name, VSAS. If you haven't heard of it by now, don't worry, Bears got you covered. VSAS is a term that is meant to mirror the contrast and trade-off implied in SAS, which is software as a service, applied to the video surveillance system and creating it as a service. So VSAS is not a standardized term, if you will. Some people do not use it. Some people may use it for a slightly different meaning, but it's most widely accepted in the industry to describe what I'm going to lay out for you here in this podcast. As a brief overview, VSAS is a broad umbrella term, and it's pointing to the features and offerings that a platform is bringing to a client's video surveillance system. There's two ways to channel it, hosted and managed, which kind of depends on where the video is stored ultimately. Managed video is when the video is still stored on-prem or on-premise at the site, but you can touch it with the cloud. So the features of the system can be accessed from a one pane of glass or remote location via like a mobile app or a browser-based uh, access point. So hosted is when the video is stored in the cloud and also uh, is undoubtedly also managed from the cloud as well. And you can find systems that they call hybrid, which is kind of like a buffet line or a chop shop for the storage where some of it may be on the edge of the system in a SD card on the camera. It may also sit on a storage device on-prem and then when that gets full, it loads it up to a storage quantity in the cloud. But uh, it's more often that you're going to find it's either going to be hosted or managed. So as internet bandwidth and H.264 or H.265 smart codec are used increasingly as we continue into the future, it's becoming less of an issue to use VSAS for small to medium businesses and even residentially. However, Internet bandwidth increases are not necessarily symmetric, meaning the downstream versus upstream, and can vary significantly based on the region or the city that you are in. So know what you are dealing with on that survey before you you know, promise the moon. I don't know, maybe run a speed test. A major scenario in the VSAS space is the migration of the NVR or VMS, that's Network Video Recorder, or Video Managed, uh, I'm sorry, Video Managed Surveillance. Locally, is it locally stored and locally accessed systems and moving that over to the VSAS? Now, Converting from on-prem IP cameras and NVRs or VMS servers can be a little bit daunting with numerous factors to consider. But IPVM, always coming through, right, has put out a guide that handles the problems that might incur. See the show notes. But I want to talk about a couple of methods that you might consider and, you know, could run into. One of those is adding cloud services to the VMS or the NVR or just adding cloud storage to the VMS. 
Maybe you add cloud to the existing cameras on site. And those three things can also include replacing existing recorders with a VSAS bridge and replacing existing cameras with a direct-to-cloud camera. These are going to be the gamut of situations that you run into. These decisions, uh, the decisions which arise when moving from on-prem VMS and NVRs are analogous to those that arose when moving from analog to IP video in the 2000s. Many users had extensive analog camera infrastructures installed and could not justify the cost and complexity of switching over to pure IP solution immediately, so they bought boxes and boxes of encoders. VSAS bridges play a similar role for moving to the cloud, but the key factor that is different in this migration now in the future is how much is done on the back end. They don't have to purchase boxes of encoders and hardware and all that other stuff to make the leap or run new cable. You know what I'm saying? So it's an invoice and a click and bam, they got cloud uh, access. They got VSAS on their, on their already existing NVR or VMS. You can check out the guide out on IPVM.com and I'll touch on a method in one consideration though to pull from it. The simplest way to transition to VSAS is by adding cloud services to the existing NVR. You're going to get to do this through all sorts of different um, companies and their solutions, such as Avigilon Alta's cloud solutions, Exact Cloud Relay, that's E-X-A-C-Q, Cloud Relay, uh, Hanwha, WaveSync, right? They, they have one. Network Optics NX Cloud, which I recommend, which also Hanwha Wave uses. And Uniview's Easy for China to View. I'm sorry, I mean Easy View. <laughs> uh, the exact features supported via these services vary somewhat, but typically they allow access to on-premise systems via the cloud using desktop and or mobile apps. Most do not allow access to systems via web UI, which is common feature for cloud-first uh, providers, which operate via bridge or direct-to-cloud cameras. That's like the Ava cloud, uh, cameras that we've talked about here, which is now a Vigilant Alta, or, you know, the name that shall not be named. Now, if I had to point out a consideration, that's Verkata, I if I had to point out a cloud, uh, a consideration when looking into VSAS, right, especially from the report from IPVM, I would say to always consider the cybersecurity side of it. While best practices in surveillance generally dictates that systems be kept off the internet or with limit co limited connection, VSAS, by nature, must be connected to the internet for management, viewing video, and other functions. This creates additional attack surface, which may not present otherwise, with attackers possibly able to capture traffic in transit or attack the VSAS platform itself. Care should be taken to minimize these risks whenever possible, starting with strong passwords and obviously multi-factor authentication, but possibly including traffic filtering and intrusion detection. No, not alarm. Cyber dorks, they stole yet one a phrase too many from physical security, but whatever. And definitely consider placing the security on a separate VLAN if you can. Let me open up to what some of... Uh, some people are saying who are already in the VSAS field. To clarify, VSAS applications include cloud-hosted video systems, video verification, remote health monitoring, and live monitoring, and proactive video monitoring, or PVM. Integrators have found that their customers are more proactive about these services than ever before. Quote, customers adopting more and more SaaS application in their personal lives 
has caused an increased uh, interest and request for cloud and hybrid options for their business, says Laura Armour, Service Solutions Manager at San Jose, California's RFI. Flexibility is definitely another benefit to these systems, and Armour recounts a nonprofit customer that was experiencing break-ins and was looking for a solution that utilized their existing security system. She says, we were able to position video verification using their existing cameras as an intrusion detection solution. That, that is actually an alarm, by the way. Uh, the customer appreciated a quick solution that did not require them to raise money for the capital cost to protect their current location. Fletcher Pinkham, president of Focus Tech out of California, points out the improved security that comes from VSAS, saying, VSAS in the form of video monitoring provides the greatest level of security currently available to our clients. Live talk down from remote guarding agents to would-be vandals or robbers is extremely effective as a deterrent. I concur. And a great real-time aid to law enforcement if the criminals ignore the agent's commands to leave, he says. So, what customers are in need of right off the bat? Well, Justin Wilmus, president of Netwatch North America, says that industries that rely on heavy machinery, such as vehicles and construction equipment, need video monitoring the most. Additionally, as cannabis continues to be legalized in states across the country, we've found that the cannabis business are taking very special interest in VSAS. Such expensive equipment and stock make a juicy target for vandals and thieves. Now, Michelle C. Johnson, North American Marketing Manager of Video Systems at Bosch Security, remarks that, the, that businesses with multiple sites, such as retail chains, benefit from the simplified operations and reduced maintenance needed of VSAS. She continues, For these organizations, managing hardware across tens or hundreds of locations can be challenging and costly, she says. VSAS offers a more reliable, efficient, and cost-effective solution by reducing the amount of hardware at each location. Bill Hobbs, the vice president of global sales at 3X Logic in Fishers, Indiana, says one example is a regional bank chain with hundreds of branches across 10 states. They needed to manage access control across all branches and home office locations from a central point. The redundancy and always on, always up to date cloud solution offered them reduced costs, both from a deployment cost and an ongoing maintenance view. Now, the last example that I want to look at is Anthony Novotny, marketing manager at Checked Video, if, or if you haven't heard of that, that's in Falls Church, Virginia, gives another example to implement a VSAS solution. That is Check Video, by the way, not Checked Video, which is the uh, live monitoring system that you can hook up. But anyways... The ability to unify different systems across the board into one is a very big benefit. Anthony continues, for example, many universities have surveillance systems based on traditional analog on-premise CCTV technologies. These systems are not often monitored. They often need repairs, including a mix of different systems across campuses and are difficult to use and access for the client. VSAS Let's educational institutions transform their old security systems into managed cloud video security solutions that create a safer learning environment, which also there I can concur. Listen, BSAS is the future. Just like no one is out there laying coax and BNC connectors every day into new builds, right, for age-old Samsung or Pelco cams, the days of on-prem will dwindle. 
and be limited to people of higher security mind and sites that need strict security. That's the truth. I don't care what anybody else out there is saying. That will be few and far between. So for your setup, you should treat that as such, and this needs to be an offering. It's not hard to find camera manufacturers for this application, so I'll let you do the research this time, but do consider getting VSAS or getting that VSAS into shape, boy. <laughs> okay, listen, that's it for security today. Subscribe and like at Uncle Bear, Uncle B-A-E-R underscore, and at Security Today Podcast on Instagram. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by Sprinter Business Solutions, where secure IT isn't a marathon, it's a sprint. So check them out on Instagram at SprinterDatacom. And remember, they're needing some people right now. So slide into the DMs and become one of the best technicians and the, having the cleanest installs in the datacom industry. And give at camera underscore Kyle a follow. And remember to check out Technology Worldwide for the good good when it comes to online low-vol communities across the nation. Wink. The, thanks so much, you all, for supporting this podcast. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it every single time and how much I appreciate every single one of you. <laughs> Boop. Goodbye.